Welcome back to Duck Schmucks, episode 25, featuring your two lovely hosts, Gavin. Christopher. Christopher is here from Cali. We're on Discord. We're doing it. And today we got a Q&A episode. It's been a long time and we got Chris, so we wanted to answer some questions. And we got some people uh, on Twitter, some of our friends, to ask us some questions. And we're going to... Go through that. So the first thing we're going to talk about, Chris, hit the audience up with what's been going on in the life it of says Christopher. Says brief talk, so I'll try to keep this <laughs> as brief as possible. So I did not go to the University of Oregon. I decided to take a break because I needed it. I will be going back to school sometime in the next year. I will be going to Cal State Fullerton, Ooh, with men. which is the same with the yep same school as Mid goes to. I'll probably be starting school in January. So for now. I am working full-time, making that cash money. The bread, the bread. The almighty dollar. And yeah, <laughs> life's been pretty good here in California. I don't really see my friends, but school's just about to finish. So it should be a really fun summer. And I'm thinking about visiting Oregon a couple of times during the summer, which should be fun. That would be fun. And I will actually be visiting L.A., this upcoming Friday. Right, this week. Yeah, this Friday. And I'll be seeing the boy Chris. So that'll be boy fun. Chris. Yeah. That'll be fun too. So yeah, yeah. that's what I've, that's what's been going on with me. All right. So let's go right into our songs of the week. And so before I want to start this off by saying, so for those who are, and a lot of people haven't heard of this, but there's this app called Last FM. And the reason I want to bring this up is because one of the reasons I've been able to like pinpoint a song of the week, other than through personal preference, but I actually am able to track with this app, Last FM, the amount of songs I listen to. And so I can literally get a weekly report of what songs I'm listening to the most. And for those who have Spotify or even Apple Music, I highly recommend attaching this Last FM uh, account to it so you can actually look and see. Like, I literally can see how many times I've listened to an album. For example, like the newest Flume album, I've literally listened to songs from it over 800 times in the span of like two months oh damn yeah oh yes God. yes two months Wait, yeah 800 times yes not the whole album but songs from the album 800 times that's, i literally have physical proof on my phone yeah wow i'm actually shook that's yeah. a lot yeah so everyone check out last fm but we're gonna get right into our song of the week so for me my song of the week is it's called ursine valor by invalids so invalids is a the way I describe it is like punk math rock. So they have okay. for those who are unaware, math rock is like they it's 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 like rock music. Most of it's instrumental based with like very interesting and weird time signatures, and they have a weird pacing and a lot of dissonant sounds. But then it also has this band Invalids has this like punk vocal atmosphere to it. Uh, they're from New Jersey. The the uh like type of music is also categorized as midwestern emo which i don't know how to feel about that <laughs> but i mean yeah i like it uh it's definitely some of the best math rock instrumentation i've heard in like a while and they even have for those who don't like the kind of like i wouldn't say it's screamo but the emo-esque punk vocals they even have a, an instrumental version which i also highly recommend listening to so that's my song uh of the of the week it's part of this album it's like a 50 minute album there's like 10 songs but they're all like five minutes long and they're really, really intricate and cool. So yeah, that's my song. That's that's uh, that's uh, pretty. Thank you, Gavin. Very cool. <laughs> very um, cool. Very cool. My song comes from the original Sad Boy album, and that's why I wanted to ask Sad Boy questions. The uh. Sad Boy songs. So 
wrote an album called Blood on the Tracks. It was about him breaking up with his first wife. I call it the OG Sad album, Sad Boy album, because every single song of this album is pretty depressing, except for this one. This and what album? What album is fit. this, by the way? Blood on the Tracks. Oh, okay. And and this song just doesn't fit into like the storyline of the entire album. Literally, just jump. So the song is called Lily Rosemary and the Jack of Hearts. Nine minutes long. So you need to have patience when listening to the song. It's 15 verses with oh, no wow. chorus. It's it's literally like a novel. Very basic in its instrumentation. You have acoustic guitar, bass guitar, and drums, and a harmonica at the beginning and end. And that's it. He literally uses the power of his words to drive the song along. And it works the power of his words to drive the sun along. And I can't even begin to describe the plot to you. It's into one sentence. It's basically about how this one guy's wife conspires to kill him. That's about it. That's oh, all damn. about. Oh, damn. Said that his marriage was going to shambles. He was pretty upset. So, yeah, that's my thought of the week. All right. So, with that, let's just go right into the QA part. So, first thing we're going to talk about. So, this is oh. a question that I wanted to ask, uh, but I also had been getting it from some people as well. So, first question, the big one: Why did you guys stop talking about politics? So, I'm uh, just why gonna. Did we? Why did we? So, first thing, once I started Duck TV, I essentially stopped really caring about politics because my time was being consumed by something else. Um, and so, also through just being in Oregon and also interacting with like Chris and some of our other mutual friends my political views definitely changed without a doubt and so also i think personally for me i don't know about chris but i do enjoy the i like our whole media talk now about like music and film and stuff like that i'm that's a true. way bigger that fan true. of that than i am what we discussed previously so that's, that's true yeah so that's essentially my response to that just me and my political views changing and then also just i would prefer talking about things that I enjoy talking about more. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That's literally the same answer as I was going to yeah, give. That's yeah. literally it. So uh, with that, let's go into our first question. So Chris had this great question. What's the best album you've listened to this year? So for me, I literally just mentioned this. Like I've listened to this, like songs off of this album over 800 times. I literally have it on my phone. It's by this, this electronic artist, Flume. It's called Hi, This is Flume, a mixtape. It's oh, I talked about it in the last uh, the solo episode I did, and it's it's so good. So I'm it, previously I'm not a super big fan of Flume just because his music was kind of like very mainstream EDM or electronic, but this album is like experimental. It has the the nastiest, the greatest like transitions like for for a song like they're they're short and sweet, but they like it's such a seamless album. And there's so many memorable songs and some great features. I, I love it and I highly recommend anyone who likes electronic in general, like listen to it. Also on YouTube, there's a visualizer. So like, I, I believe it was shot in Australia, but I know Flume is Australian. And it's this really sick, like 40 minute video of just like him in Australia doing all these really cool things with these really cool filmmaking techniques. And I highly recommend watching the visualizer while listening to the album. But yeah, that's the my album thus far of the year. Okay, my album of the year, I just changed it because I had a sudden burst of inspiration. So I like older stuff. That's just the way I was raised. <laughs> so 
this album is called Remain in Light. It's by a band called Talking Heads. It was released in the year 1980. And four white people making African music. And that's it. That's literally it. Dang. It's nine songs. So it's very concise. Her album is just a trip from back to front. It has weird tide signatures. The lyrics don't really make sense. <laughs> but that... But that's okay because the music is supposed to take precedent over this album you can sing along to, it's an album you can dance to, it's an album that makes you think. And it was done for art school graduates from New England. Dang. Yeah, talking heads. Also, speaking of like older music, I've been trying to get into um, Joy Division a little bit. Like, I, I, oh, I just I... met, oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I just been... took your song off. It wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. No, I've been. I I've been. Actually, it's going to transition into this. The next question we have. Actually, we might as well get into it. So the next question is: Give one or two of your your sad boy cool. songs. So <laughs> the, now that this actually goes right into kind of Joy Division, but my first song is called "Safe Minds" by Black Marble, which is like a post punk. Love Black Marble. Yeah, I actually love that band. I'm seeing them in Portland at the end of the month. I'm like so oh, excited, boy. so excited. But oh, like, gosh. yeah, it's like shoegazy bedroom, like post punk. It's like so bedroom good. Pop, basically. Yeah, it's but it's it's so good. And that, the song's called Safe Minds. And like, so for those who aren't aware, I, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but a lot of people who I know personally, they know this about me. I'm really, really big into instrumentals over like lyrics. Like lyrics are great too. But personally, I like the, the, the strongest songs for me are ones that have like instrumentals that really hit home and make me just feel just feel you want to cry yeah and so safe minds is a song where like the beginning is just this very slow and mellow thing and then all of a sudden it just like switches to this little drop and it's like oh my gosh like literally i just want to like break down in tears when it when it switches it's like so small it's a really short song like two like two and a half minutes or something like that but the beginning change it just like hits me and i'm like oh no oh no but yeah safe minds by black marble um, and then the second song, which actually I'll go into a brief story, uh, it's called Fingers by It Looks Sad. So it's just a very straightforward sad boy song. It's like, uh, I think the, the main chorus is like, your fingers touch my skin, I'm daydreaming again. So like, that's pretty sad boy, blatantly. But story about this, back when we were doing Jockey, there was oh, oh yes the moment so there was a time when we had to film an emotional scene where my character was having a breakdown and so we were taking a while to get things set up and i just needed a break so i went outside late at night i was literally just listening to this song on repeat and i got back inside after like 15 minutes of literally just listening to this song and we did a first take of me having this like recovering from this breakdown and I remember hearing, like, my director at the time, Grant, he was like, Gavin, we really need you to, like, get in that mode. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try. And I remember um, I something clicked for me, something like a memory clicked for me, a really kind of, like, sad memory about, like, an ex clicked for me. And I just, like, immediately started crying. And I remember they were, like, Grant, yes. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you, I think you were there. Um, maybe, I don't know, but I, I know Grant and Jacob were like looking at the camera, looking at the footage, and all of a sudden I was just started to cry, and I was like, can can we uh, can we go now? And Jacob was like, yes, yes, let's move, let's move, let's go, go, go. And then we immediately started. But the thing was, we had to do this really tricky shot, and so we had to redo this like eight times. So literally, I had to force myself to cry eight times 
after every shot i would like everyone would be quiet i would get my i would like think about this song and think about like my ex and then i would cry it was it, it sucked it was probably the most emotionally draining thing i've ever done in my life but it it turned out really good at least that one segment it felt like it did but yeah that's the song i was listening to fingers oh. by it looks sad yeah but then before oh wait that was cool and before i go on to my sad boys we had the best show let's, let's be honest what was that best show jockey was the best show it was that. literally the best show literally like the amount of times ryan has been like gavin i miss jockey i'm like dude i know <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times like we finished our own like ryan and i produced a show and the amount of times during us producing it he's like gavin i really miss jockey and i'm like yeah jockey dude i know fun. jockey was so good it was the best show it's a fact it's a fact literally so i say this, this is a joke between like not not the 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 other grant that's on our show uh, uh, he, this is a joke between Grant and I. We're like, yeah, Jockey is objectively the greatest show in Duck TV history. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I talk about no. Jockey, I just say Jockey, and then Grant's like, yes, the the objectively the best show in Duck TV history. Right. Like, Thank you. Yeah. My two sad boys sons, Cub, they're 48 years apart, but they're both pretty sad. So the first one is Thug Life by Brock Hampton. Ooh, iridescent. New album. So. At the beginning of last month, just to see what all the fuck was about. When Dom's versus Hit, Dom's versus Hit, I'm like, oh, I wasn't ready for that. Mm-mm. No way. His, his lyrics, questions still an uninvited guest I'm always accepting, can't help but meet the feeling with a familiar embrace. And I'm like, stop. I'm a weep. It's too real. Too real, Dom. Stop it's it. too real. <laughs> yeah. Also, the child was pretty good, too. Also, the transition from uh, the opening track into Thug Life is so smooth. It's so smooth. What? It's, it's so, so smooth. Wet. It is, yeah. All right, so that's my first Sad Boy song. The second Sad Boy song, and this is going to tie into a topic we will be discussing later. It's a song called Layla by a guy named Eric Clapton. <laughs> about him obsessing over somebody's wife. Just obsessing and obsessing. Can't have her. And she knows it, and he knows it. about it, so it's basically seven minutes of him just saying, "I want you, but I can't have you." Damn. And it's actually depressing. <laughs> Understandably actually depressing. Because he was writing about something that was actually happening to him. And Ooh, of course, yeah. She was married to one of the Beatles. For Paris, and he liked. Is that she divorced George to be with Eric? And then they ended up getting divorced after. So Ooh, I guess yeah. what comes around goes around. So Damn. those are my two sad boy songs. All right. So next question. This is uh, two different things. So first one, we're going to go ask Chris, what are the perks of living in Oregon versus Cali? And then for me, it's going to be Oregon versus Ohio. But we'll start with Chris. So what are the right. perks? So Oregon, everyone's so laid back. It's so chill up, up there in Oregon. Here in Los Angeles, I've been to West LA a couple of times now. So uptight. Everyone's so image conscious. Everyone's like, it's just annoying. I'm just like, Oregon's made me a lot more laid back than I used to be two years ago. Like, I'm just like, hey guys, let's just have fun. And everyone's like, no, I gotta get this picture of this food. No, everybody stand around for a picture. I'm like, guys, who cares? It's all about the memories, man. Honestly, like, yeah. I don't care about some pictures. Yeah, Oregon is a lot more laid back. And there's no traffic in Oregon. Um, that's literally I also feel that at least where I, of Oregon, there was a lot of. How do I say this? 
I think I know what you're trying to say. There's a lot of walks of life. There's a lot of people from more walks of life oh, at yeah. Oregon. Yeah, it's true. But in California, it's just like everyone kind of comes from the same place. Even if it's like from low income areas and high income, high income areas, everyone's just trying to pursue money. That's what I feel. It's more material based here in Los Angeles mm. than it is up in Oregon. I still love LA. At the time I've been back here since I moved back from Oregon. Yeah. So for me, uh, I'd say the perks of living in Oregon, it's kind of very similar. Like, yeah, there's definitely people like in Oregon, people are a lot more open minded than Ohio. I one of the reasons why I left was that like I just I feel like I don't fit really well in Ohio. Me personality wise, I just I also went to like a private Catholic school my whole life. And so I was in a bubble for like majority of my life. And I just in general am not me as a person. I don't vibe with that and the area I lived in and the people I knew, I didn't vibe with a lot of it. So the benefit of Oregon, in my opinion, contrary to Ohio, at least where I lived in Ohio, was that it's it's a lot more open-minded and a lot just, I don't know, people, like the people I would like to associate with, a lot of them are in, I feel like, are in Oregon or like it's the type of people that are here, contrary to Ohio. Yeah. And then also, uh, one of the big differences is like the environment wise, like the environment is absolutely gorgeous here. Like there's literally almost every type of like e- ecological environment seasons. here. You actually have seasons. We, we, there's like the coast, you have like the, of course, like trees. I mean, Eugene is like, the, I think the most trees per capita in the, in the United States um, for like city. And then also like you have the, like the dunes, like some dry desert areas. Then you have like snow mountains. You have like almost every single like different type of environment, which is sick because I love, I haven't done as much outdoor stuff, but in general, I do love the outdoors. And Ohio is pretty much just like in the summer, it's gross because it's like high 80s, like, you know, high 70s and super humid. Here, it's like 90s, 80s, sometimes 100, but it, no humidity, and I'm totally, totally cool with that. Yeah. So next question, uh, it, shout outs to Emily, by the way. She was actually on our podcast before. If you guys want to follow Emily, at catch up to Emily. Yes, follow her. Uh, if she <laughs> if she retweets this, hopefully, because we'll, like last time she retweeted this and mentioned it, we got like a hundred views on that podcast episode. So that's pretty cool. Yes, shout she's out to Emily. She's got, yeah, she's got that clout. Please, uh, Emily, shout us out again. So, oh. this first question: What are six songs for the playlist of your life? So, we're gonna make this. I'm gonna make this brief just because yes. we can't go super in depth. But here's my six. So. First one uh, is Sacred Elements by Tree. People who are familiar with Oliver Tree, he's like a meme pretty much right hey, now. Yeah, he, his, is, he literally, is, he a literally meme. is a walking meme. But previously, <laughs> but previously, he actually had like a serious, like kind of low-key music career. And his serious, one of his serious songs was called Sacred Elements. Probably one of my favorite songs of all time, if not my favorite song of all time. It's one of the few songs that made me both cry and then also made me really happy. Uh, second one is Fake You Out by 21 Pilots off of Vessel, which is... A lot of importance to me because in high school that was like my coming of age album a little bit uh vessel so fake you out is probably my favorite song off there uh flashlight by the front bottoms uh just really hits home for me sad boy song and i really like it shout outs to uh, my friend who got me into that and then safe minds by black marble talked about it earlier sad boy song with great instrumentation post-punk feel uh get god by death grips oh like, you already know yeah like it's not my favorite death grip song but it's the one i can like always listen to because like my favorite one's billy not really but billy not really is like definitely mood based and get god i can like just pop in anywhere and it's also like a straight up banger 
Uh, and then Freaks and Geeks by Childish Gambino. That's like my favorite Childish Gambino that's song. Such good, that's such a good song. Yeah, and I know it like front to back, the entire song. So, yeah, those are right my now, six no, songs no. in my life. <laughs> Do it right now. No. Uh, so, minute changes. So, Because I listen to way too much music anyways. So, the six, I put seven because I could have choose between two qualified. So, the six... So this song, another song by Bob Dylan, this one's 11 and a half minutes, <laughs> but he has, some, he has some long ass songs. I'll be honest, but so good. The song's called Desolation Row. It's about him living in the ghettos and describing everyone that's in it. It's just a good story song. Um, the song's by David Bowie. It's called Changes. The title should be self-explanatory. It's about changing who you are as a person. Mm. It's about undergoing changes in your life. Really like it. This is a song by Tame Impala. Desire be, desire go, and the guitar. Oh, it's it's like liquid the way he does it. It's like psychedelic rock. It was, but it's like as if John Lennon suddenly existed in this time period because he oh. sounds just like John Lennon. The music's very psychedelic. Sounds Hey Jude by the Beatles. I'm not even going to go into this because Classic. this is my favorite. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. And I couldn't choose between these two songs, so I just put both of them. God by Kendrick Lamar, which is it's off his last album, Damn. It's such a good song. Tied with that is a song called Weird Fishes by Radiohead, and it's about a breakup. My favorite kind of songs. <laughs> just crying. <laughs> Always. This title is very self-explanatory. I still haven't found what I'm looking for by you two. So... All right, so uh, next question, we got two left. First one is, what is your individual biggest weakness? So we got three oh. each. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to make this brief, pretty much. <laughs> first one, <laughs> first one, I'm really bad at, uh, I'm like really bad at holding grudges. If someone hurts I'm me, not, if, oh, some, yeah, I know. Yeah, if someone hurts me, I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm very angry. Uh, I also You're recently... Really took like the Myers-Briggs test and I'm an INFJ, I believe. And one of the things that are like notorious for INFJs is called the INFJ door slam, where essentially someone hurts you, you literally slam the door in their face and don't interact with them like ever again. And that was Just like the most relatable thing I'd read on an article in like a long time. Um, second one is I'm pretty quick to judge people. I try not to, but in general, I'm, I'm a very big person of, uh, sorry, very big proponent of like individuality and people like, being themselves and i'm not oh, a big I fan of, yeah i don't like people who fit in boxes and college has a lot of people who fit in these like tight-knit yes. boxes um and i hate that so i'll often judge people who i feel like fit in that box even if it may not be true that's something i'm trying to work on and then i don't know if i'd say it kind of is a big is a weakness but i get hurt like really easily i mean i'm a like i'm a for those who are aware of like sun rising and moon stuff for astrology i'm a cancer sun cancer rising and pisces moon so i'm all water so in general like literally everything i'll get it i'll, I'll take things like way too seriously and hurt get yeah, i get hurt easily but yeah that's that for me all right so guys it's life's too short to worry about people but i used to have a huge problem about obsessing over people not even like liking somebody like if somebody said the wrong thing to me i would be like oh do they hate me when in reality they probably just don't care yeah and that's a lot of it has to do with anxiety, which sucks. Yeah, I was very hard on myself. This kind of came up recently because I'm not in school right now, like, like working full time, which is good, but I want to finish my education. So I see everybody at school, 
I see people's doom study abroad, and I'm just like, damn, I could have been doing that. But then I realized that this break is literally one of the best things that happened to me so far in a, in a while in Cedar Rapids over here. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the third thing is that I take things way too personally. Yeah, same. To comment, and I'm like, oh, you want to throw hands? What do you, <laughs> like, literally, oh, I, it's like calm down so yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, those all right so our last question uh so this is a very interesting question i'm glad emily asked us so what dessert would you identify as um so i honestly for some reason immediately knew what i wanted for this one uh so i said creme brulee uh in general i like creme brulee but the reason i i, I thought of this was because i feel like with the way i now put my appearance like you know black painted nails, gray hair, wearing glitter at parties. I kind of look like a weird edgelord on top, uh, like on the surface, kind of like a creme brulee, how it's like hard and caramelized on top. But in reality, once you just break that, I'm like just a, an emotional ball. And like, I just, yeah, I'll just like cry at the drop of a hat. So yeah, that's why I'd say creme brulee. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's Pazuki. It's this big cookie, and I don't really know how that relates to me as a person, but I just really like eating it. <laughs> Where that's like the main thing. It's a place called BJ's. That's the main thing. Really come to BJ's, wait, go there, and they eat it. Big it is where I work. I just really like it. I couldn't come up with something, but if I had to BS an answer off the top of my head, I would say that I'm all bushy underneath. <laughs> like, I present myself as, like, this really, like, like, person. Oh, it's all jokes and it's all games. I'm just a big old bushy person underneath. So that's... That's, <laughs> that's really... Thank you, Emily, for those questions. Yeah, thank you, Emily, for those questions. And just a reminder, you can follow her on... It's on, not Instagram, but Twitter. <laughs> catch up to Emily. So... Yeah, with that out of the way, we're going to go to our uh, just shout-outs. So, um, yeah, shout-out to Min, again, Emily. Um, and then if you guys want to follow us, you can follow our uh, Twitter, official Twitter, at DuckSchmucks, D-U-C-K-S-C-H-M-U-C-K-S, uh, on Twitter. And if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at Gjewski, G-J-E-W-S-K-I, or my Twitch, if you want to see me play video games on occasion. Same thing, Gjewski. And then Chris? Um, I would like to shout out to my brother, Min, even though we're not even the same race, but that's okay. <laughs> he was, he's turning 21 in a month. Ooh. That's going to be baller. Um, shout outs to, uh, Emily as well. And shout out to my friend, Chris with a K. And do you want to shout out your Twitter handle? What? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't leave my Twitter. I just barely used it anymore. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's cbubbos067. All right. So, yeah. With that out of the way, we're going to hit you with the outro, but thank you guys for listening. This was a fantastic episode, and we're going to try to get Chris on uh, more often. But yeah, and here is the outro.